Welcome to the Hope for ACD podcast, the podcast for adults with divorced parents and those who love them. We're glad you're here as we discuss how adults with divorced parents can take steps towards better relationships with God, themselves, their spouses, and others. Now here is your host, therapist and author, Kent Darcy. This is Kent Darcy. Thank you for joining us at Hope for ACD, Hope for Adult Children of Divorce. This is podcast number nine in our 10-part series where we are giving an overview of the major issues that adults with divorced parents often contend with. Today's program is a quick overview of the challenges of needing boundaries with adult parents, step-parents, exes, and all that. During my full-day seminar, which has a series of workshops that covers the topics, you know, we've been looking at in this series, the boundary session is the one people are most interested in. You know, what do you do in this situation? How do you stop them from doing whatever? So it's an important issue and requires, you know, far more time than we're going to give it in this overview today. But I think you'll find it interesting and helpful as well. Again, this 10-part series was recorded for a program called Champions Arise, which is a ministry of Trans World Radio. Champions Arise is a men's ministry, so what you're going to hear was recorded for a male audience. It's pretty obvious that we're talking to men. But the principles you'll hear absolutely apply to both men and women. Also, Champions Arise is produced for a Christian audience, so you will hear scripture and references to God throughout the program. Other than that, let's look at boundaries in the lives of adult children of divorce. I'll be back on the other side with some closing comments. What do you mean I can't see my new grandson, Dad? I didn't say you couldn't see a new grandson. You agreed not to make a scene at the award dinner. You didn't keep your word. Your mother provoked me. You promised that you wouldn't make a scene, and you did. In our last program, we discussed a situation where a dad caused a scene every time he was in the same place as the mother and the stepfather. Each time after that he acted up, the father apologized and promised he'd never do it again. But he'd still keep on doing it. Today, we want to revisit this scenario. The problem now is you'll be receiving an award at an upcoming dinner, and since your mom and stepdad will attend, you must decide whether to invite your father and risk the big scene. Should you invite him? Do you have an obligation to invite him? Welcome to Champions Arise. I'm your host, Foster Brown. Thankfully, our guest, Kent Darcy, the founder of Adult Children of Divorce Ministries, will answer these questions, and not I. During this series, we've learned that this type of dilemma is not unusual for adults with divorced parents. But how do we handle these situations? We'll find out on today's program. Kent, we've looked at some challenging issues in this series. Anger, unforgiveness, lack of trust, and father hunger. But this could be the toughest one yet. How do you decide if the father, in our example, can attend the award ceremony. It almost seems like you have to choose which parent you like best. And to be put in that position seems awfully unfair. Oh yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And unfortunately, many of our listeners have been forced to make decisions like this. I mean, some since they were kids. Uh, They must think through the pros and cons. You think through who's going to be hurt and why. Uh, You think who's going to be upset, you know, upset with them and for how long. It seemed like no-win situations, you know, but by setting up healthy boundaries, adult children of divorce can gain control 
and lower their anxiety and worry. All right, then. Let's explain. What do you mean by boundaries, healthy boundaries? Okay. Well, a boundary is basically a divider between things. For example, a a fence is a boundary between my property and your property. Uh, The boundary, you know, in a discussion, say, is a divider between what's acceptable to say and what's not. Okay. Now, in our context, the boundary is between the life of the adult children of divorce and their divorced parents or step-parents. But the big thing to know about boundaries is that healthy boundaries are applied with love. Uh, And we we purposely waited until after our sessions on anger, forgiveness, and trust to discuss boundaries because adults with divorced parents should work through these other issues before they attempt to set boundaries. You know, when we don't take the time to work through these issues, we're more likely to create boundaries out of anger. And these types of boundaries, they, they usually don't last. They probably won't work. And it may not even make sense. You know, an example might be, you know, when our kids are provoking each other and they're, po- you know, poking each other and they're really <laughs> annoying. You know, we might be you know, tempted to shout, you know, I don't want anybody to, any of our children to touch any other children in this house ever again. You know, that's one way to create a boundary. You know, <laughs> I'm laughing because I've been there. You know, every parent has. I mean, it doesn't work well, does it? No, not at all. You know, but, but as adult children of divorce we'll do the same thing to our parents sometimes. You know, we get frustrated with them and, and we say something like, you know, you'll never be invited to another birthday party ever again. But that boundary is is placed out of anger, mm-hmm. not love. Mm-hmm. You know, and it usually doesn't last. Everyone's feelings get hurt. But after we've begun to take constructive steps to deal with the ways our parents' divorces are affecting us, we are better equipped to create healthy boundaries with our parents and our step-parents. So what does a healthy boundary look like? Okay. For our purposes, healthy boundaries have four qualities. Healthy boundaries are planned. Mm -hmm. uh, They're communicated. Healthy boundaries are enforced. And healthy boundaries are reviewed. Hmm. So healthy boundaries then are planned, communicated, enforced, and... And they're reviewed. Okay. Okay. Now, Now let's look at these individually. The first quality of a healthy boundary is that it's planned. Now, to plan something, you assess the situation, you, you account for variables, you, you identify any resources you have, and you look for potential problems. Now, going back to our example of the father who creates a scene wherever your mom and stepfather are around, you know, say the award dinner is approaching, and you know he wants to be there. You know, if you weren't afraid he was going to cause a scene, you'd want him to attend. Sure. But instead of fretting and worrying, you make a plan. And the plan could look like this. First, you talk to your dad. And you explain to him how you feel when he acts this way. You know, in, in a lot of cases, they don't know how we feel because we're, we're afraid to share our feelings with them. So you'll tell him how you feel. You also make sure he's aware that your boss is going to attend the event and you need him to behave. <laughs> and then you'll ask him to commit to you that he won't make a scene. Mm. Now, finally, you'll make it clear that if he doesn't honor his word, you won't invite him to any events that include your mom and stepdad. Ooh, that sounds kind of tough. How long do you think that would last? Well, you're going to want to get some advice on this. But sure. in this example, it could be for a designated period, say six months, a year, or, or whatever seems appropriate. But there must be a consequence if the behavior continues. Oh, okay. <laughs> that still sounds like it's going to be awfully hard to enforce. Well, it could be. But you'd be surprised how often people comply when boundaries are placed. Hmm. You know, I can remember speaking with my mother <laughs> and telling her that she was not to act poorly around my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and if she did, 
there would be consequences. And she acted properly, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) But also remember that this is an example. I mean, don't use this as a blueprint. Every situation is different. But these principles can be broadly applied, you know, under the guidance of godly advice and, and lots of prayer. So uh, the first thing you do then is go directly in this instance to mm-hmm. your dad and right. talk to him. Right. And because your plan, you know, would take into account past performance, your plan must allow for the possibility that your dad's going to break his promise. Now, hopefully you won't, mm-hmm. but a plan takes the worst case into consideration. So the next step would be you talk to your mom, stepdad, you know, or both, you know, whoever's most reasonable. And you'd share with them what you told your dad and you'd ask your mom and stepdad, not to respond or get into an argument if your dad breaks his agreement with you. Tell him how much it means to you for the night to go well. So, does that work? Well, you know, in the majority of cases, the parents love you more than they dislike their ex. And Uh, and if you look them in the eye in love, they'll behave, you know, even if it's just for the evening. (laughs) But third, you know, try to affect the logistics to avoid potential problems. You know, for this award dinner, this probably assigned seating. You know, find the person who's in charge of the seating and, and see if you can arrange for your parents to be separated. Yeah, on the opposite ends of the room. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. It's a really great practical yeah, you know, solution. Well, you know, taking care of the logistical issues, you know, really can help. You know, and a lot of people don't think of that, but it's, it's a simple solution sometimes. Now, fourth, and this is important, have a personal boundary, a plan for how you will respond if your dad shows up and he makes a scene in front of your boss. You know, talking it through with your spouse, a friend, or a religious leader, your church, will, will really keep things in perspective. And remember, planning reduces the unknowns. Uh-huh. It's unknowns that produce fear, worry, and anxiety. And fear, worry, and anxiety steal our joy. And this award dinner, or wedding, or birthday party, or Christmas gathering, should be a joyous occasion. So the first quality of a healthy boundary is that it's planned. The second is that it's communicated. You know, whoever the boundary affects must know what the boundary is and what the penalty is if they violate the boundary. So basically what you're saying is you can't set up the boundary and then just not tell your dad about it. Right. That would be an unhealthy boundary. Mm. You know, a healthy boundary is communicated. None of us likes breaking a rule we don't even know is there. Sure. You know, particularly if there's severe consequences. I mean, in this case... The penalty would result in the dad missing the birth of his first grandchild. Mm. So yes, Mm -hmm. in this example, the dad should be told. And again, godly counsel is advised before steps like these are even taken. So all the people who are involved know what the rules of the game are. Right. And communication should also include the individual who's going to the dinner with you. It could be your spouse or your friend. You know, they should know the plan. Uh Ideally, they helped make the plan. But they must know the possible problems and responsibilities so they can plan ahead. And and really, they act as a buffer protector for you. The goal is to eliminate your need to worry so you can enjoy the event. Boy, that is really wise advice. This is a real team effort. Mm -hmm. It is. You know, help like this is so important. And it's such a blessing to the adult who's trying to deal with divorced parents. You know, and we see this principle in the Bible. Jesus sent his disciples out in twos. Mm -hmm. In Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses nine and 10, King Solomon wrote, two are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. You know, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Mm. You know, it is important to have a helper when creating a boundary plan. Each step should be discussed 
and prayed over before it's implemented. Okay, so healthy boundaries are planned and communicated. The third quality is healthy boundaries are enforced. Ah, now this sounds like a challenging and maybe a fun part. Oh yeah, <laughs> parents know how much fun enforcing discipline is. <laughs> but they also know it's necessary. You know, if this dad makes a scene at the dinner, the consequences must be enforced. Yes. And enforcement mm-hmm. may result in a conversation, you know, like this. What do you mean I can't see my new grandson, dad? I didn't say you couldn't see a new grandson. You agreed not to make a scene at the award dinner. You didn't keep your word. Your mother provoked me. You promised that you wouldn't make a scene, and you did. We discussed that if you didn't honor your word, you could not be at any family function for six months if mom and Fred were there. Now, you can see your grandson, but not until after they leave. That's not fair. That was your choice, Dad. If six months pass without an incident, we'll try again. If you fail you would be responsible for missing your grandson's first birthday. Ouch. See, this is the key. Yep, yep. With a healthy boundary, the burden is on the father. Mm -hmm. Without boundaries, the burden is on you. So what if your parents don't cooperate? What if dad continues to create scenes? Well, you apply the penalty and exclude them where you can. I mean, where this is not possible, you, you set up boundaries for yourself. I mean, you decide if you need to attend a given occasion. You know, maybe missing the event may be less stressful at this point. If you want or need to be present at the event, set up boundaries for how you will respond. You follow Ephesians 4.29, and you don't say anything bad, regardless of how much you may be provoked. Uh, Pray for the problem individual. You know, it's a wounded, bitter person that will not yield to you out of love. Mm. And and you debrief afterward. Uh, Basically, you share with someone how the event went and and how you felt. Uh, Get it out. Just don't let it build up inside. Very, very important points, Ken. I, I, and I want to thank you for this quick look at healthy boundaries. It sounds like doing this may be tough at first, yeah. but with God's help and perseverance and friends around you, mm-hmm. things will change for the better. That's right. We're back at our Hope for ACD studio. The program you just heard was recorded for the Champions Arise Ministry of Trans World Radio. My guess is you're thinking of all sorts of scenarios where boundaries would be helpful. But I'll also wager that the prospect of even trying to apply boundaries is scary or seems impossible. First, I want to encourage you that it's not impossible. It's it's not always easy, but it's doable and necessary. Our anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, frustration are often triggered by a lack of boundaries or a disrespect for the boundaries we set. Now, to be truthful, often the boundaries we do set are, you know, what I refer to as unhealthy boundaries, you know, or winging it boundaries. But on the website hopeforacd.com, there are resources that can help in that area. However, I want to stress what I shared on the program, that it is very important to address the other issues, or at least be in the process of dealing with those issues um, so we can be in a better place to create healthy boundaries. In addition to checking out the resources on our website, I encourage you to also listen to the program again. Also, my book, Choose a Better Path, Overcoming the Impact of Your Parents' Divorce, addresses boundaries. You know, if you have any questions or comments on boundaries, please email us at questions at hopeforacd.com. That's questions at hope, the number four, acd.com. On the next program... I will answer popular questions adults with divorced parents often have, you know, things I hear when I do a seminar. 
But until that time, let us heed the words of the Apostle Paul. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. This is Kent Darcy. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to being with you again. This has been the Hope for ACD podcast, which is produced by Adult Children of Divorce Ministries. We'd love to hear from you. Please email any questions or comments to questions at hope4acd.com. That's questions at hope, the number 4, acd.com. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, may God bless you with his peace and joy.